Do you have a favorite place to go? Hi, it's Candy O'Terry for me. That's the Farmington Valley, just outside of Hartford, Connecticut. I grew up here in this little state and I love to come back whenever I can. The Farmington Valley is a very special little corner of the world. The earth is red clay and it's a very fertile land where tobacco once grew and old farms still thrive. There's a mountain here called Talcott. It is small, but it's famous for the Hubline Tower and the beautiful Farmington River winds through quintessential New England towns. It's pretty awesome. This interview was recorded in the town of Simsbury, which was founded in 1670. I'm staying at a historic home, now a bed and breakfast, called the 1820 House, with Kim Gedney. She's my guest. She's a medium, a psychic healer, a spiritual coach. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited. I have to tell you something. Yes. I had no idea you lived in Simsbury. Oh, really? Or that you worked here in Simsbury. So we were connected through our mutual friend, Liz Bruner, mm-hmm, who's also who I love. a podcaster, and she's got a cool story about you on Live Your Best Life. But I reached out to you because I was going to be here in Simsbury, Connecticut, this tiny little town. Lo and behold, you work down the street. Right down the street. Not to, We could walk there from here. This is meant to be. <laughs> yes, it is. You were brought into my life for a reason. <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> wow. I've interviewed psychics and mediums before, and they've told me that they knew they had a sixth sense early in their life. But your entry into this world came from a phone call. Yes, it did. Tell me the story. Just under a decade ago, I had been in a really rough place personally, much like everyone. I have a story. I had gone through a lot in my life and I was at a particularly low point and I had decided that I wanted to die. I didn't want to live anymore. And I did not tell anyone because I had become really good at the, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, everything's great. You know, just putting on that facade and keeping that up. And one day my phone kept ringing and it said blocked call and I don't answer blocked calls. I said, if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. And later that day, all day it was happening and after midnight, it kept, my phone kept ringing. So finally I decided to answer it and I said, hello? And I hear this voice on the other line, this man with this heavy accent. And he said, thank goodness you answered. I've been calling you all day. I said, who is this? And he said, are you a healer? I said, a what? No, you have the wrong number. He said, no, I don't. I said, yes, you do. And he said, no, I don't. He said, I'm a monk. I'm calling you from Tibet and I've received your phone number in deep meditation. You have work to do and today is not your day to die. What was your reaction to that? What would anyone's reaction be? I just froze. I said, what? And he said, I need you to listen to me. Can you do that? And I said, Yes, because I hadn't told anyone. There's no way that anyone could have known that. So I just stopped and I was completely in shock. And I listened to what he said. And he was very specific, very particular. He told me what I was here to do, how I would do it. And at the end of the call, he said, do you know what you need to go and do? And I said, yes. And he said, you'll never hear from me again. I said, "Okay," And that was it. I'm guessing you think about him every single day. I do. He saved your life. He did. And I had researched after 
the fact. And there is a monastery in Tibet. And one day I'm going there, but I'm going to wait. I Knock have on a the son. Door. Yeah, I'm going to take my son and I'm going to go there one day because it's something I know I need to do. So you were very depressed. You're thinking about really ending your own life. And that phone call changed your life. In some ways, it made it better. And in some ways, I feel like it made it worse. Because then as somebody, you know, if you've ever had depression, if you've ever not felt good about yourself, then you go into the, well, why me? Why am I picked for this? Why Why is this? That's a heavy load. It is. It's So it's almost like you're transferring all these different emotions. But I knew that I had to do something with it because there was too many pieces I couldn't explain. And as I've gone through my own journey now, I've learned that that's what life is. It's not having to explain everything. It's not having to explain what you've gone through, how you feel but really having faith and trusting in things that you can't explain. Describe your gifts and how they evolved after this phone call. When I got that call, I had seen psychics. I had seen me, you know, on television. I had heard about them. I was intrigued, but I never felt anything like that myself. So after that call, I had found spiritual community. I found a mentor and I took a two-day class on mediumship. And I remember the second day, the teacher said, okay, everybody's going to do a reading. And I'm thinking, this woman is crazy. So I go in and I sit with the first volunteer and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it. And the best way I can describe it is that I felt like I wasn't in the room. And then all of a sudden I snap back and I look at this woman and she's crying hysterically. She's like, oh my gosh. So... She had gotten everything she needed, and I felt like I was just kind of telling a story, but I wasn't really there. That's the best way I can describe it. And I remember thinking, this is it. This is what I'm here to do. Being spiritual, giving readings is the easiest thing I've ever done. And that's how I know it's right. Everything else has been hard. This is easy for me. So your gifts unfold. They begin with the spiritual reading. What about mediumship? Do you talk to dead people? Well, yeah, I guess you could put it that way. So the way my gift works is that I just feel things and I know things. Other people see things, hear things. Some people use cards to use their gifts. I, when I'm sitting with people beforehand, I always set an intention that whatever they need is what comes. So if it's mediumship, if it's healing from the other side, if it's intuitive information, that's what they're going to get. Most people think a psychic just tells you your future. Here's what I see. This is it. And that's really not how I work. The messages that I receive are always about what someone needs. Is it healing? What are your lessons? Why do you keep going through things? What needs to change? And how can I help you do that? So whatever it is that's needed, that's what comes through. You know, I had the honor of interviewing Laurel Lynn Jackson. She told me two things. We're here to love and to learn. Do you believe that? I do. I believe that 100%. And my belief is that so many people are chasing the spiritual. But what has been taught to me is that we come from spirit. We know that we are here to master the human, which is so much harder. So finding that balance can be tricky, for sure. Tell me a little bit about your family and your friends. When you started this new chapter in your life, what was their reaction? So I come from a very strict Catholic family. So my family doesn't talk about Another this. Another thing we have in common. Yeah. <laughs> they don't acknowledge this. 
I believe they talk about what I do, but they don't talk to me or acknowledge it all, which is fine. I don't, you know, again, I don't need everybody to understand. My faith started from Catholicism, and I still carry a lot of those beliefs. My son is in Catholic school. You know, these are things I truly still believe, and that's where my faith started from. So I feel that a blended mix is good. Friendships are tricky because... When you do what I do, people always want to know. And, you know, I tell people once we become friends, I step out of that realm because I have a vested interest in you. You know, I know a lot about you. I care about you. You're part of my tribe. So I have worked really hard to set clear boundaries that when you're here in my circle, no more of that. So it's going to be hard for your you have one child. I have two. When they become teenagers, they're not going to be able to keep a single secret from you. Well, it's funny because my older son, he says some things now that make me think, okay, he's going to be like me. You know, he will say things or and I'm like, oh, okay. So he already knows. I've <laughs> taught him quite well. So we'll see. We'll you know, see how it goes. You were talking about your Catholic upbringing. And I had a very strict traditional Catholic upbringing. And we are taught that there's a heaven and there's a hell. You do good things, you go to heaven. You do bad things, you go to hell. Or you land in purgatory, which is where you purify your soul and you work off those sins. What have you learned in your spiritual work that might be a little different from that? My belief, based on the messages that I've received, is that there are good people who do bad things and there are bad people. There's really a difference. And that we are able to make that choice before we come here. Oftentimes, I believe when we pass, we go through this period before we fully transition where we're able to look at our lessons. And it's called the in-between. That's what I call it. They're in the in-between. They can't fully come through right now because they're looking at what they achieved that they set out to do and what they get to come back and do again because they didn't complete it. Is that also like a life review? Yes. Yep. That's exactly what it is. I call it the look back, the life review, whatever it may, you know, however you want to phrase it. That's exactly what that is. And we all have that opportunity. You know, everybody does that. I don't necessarily know that I believe that there's a hell because I feel like so many people I've met are living in hell here on earth. Life is what we make it. Do we want it to be good or bad? And I've lived on both sides of that coin. I lived half of my life, literally more than half, where everything was, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Nothing's ever going to get better. And now I can, you know, life is not perfect, but I'm like, okay, I understand this is not fun right now, but I know that something is going to change. Life always changes. You just choose if you're going to make the best of it or not. I'm wondering if the sadness, the loss, the depression, the misfortune that you experienced prior to that phone call from the monk helps you become a more understanding intuitive coach, spiritual coach, medium psychic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It also makes me tougher, I think, because when my clients come to me and they have the Debbie Downer attitude, I'm like, yeah, no, nope. If this, how's that working for you? Do you love life? No. Okay, then let's try and look at it from another perspective. So I feel more for them, but I'm also able to help keep them more accountable for things as well. How do we know if our loved ones are around us? And do you believe that they are once you pass? Some souls who have transitioned have very specific ways of connecting. People will talk about finding feathers, pennies from heaven, hearts. I have heard and delivered messages of all different things. My belief is that we do know every single person in this world has the same gift that I do. 
Every one of us does. We all have intuition. We can all connect. It's a matter of trust. Do I trust what I'm receiving enough? Do I believe in this enough? So I feel that we do all know. When I do my sessions, I don't believe I give anyone a message that they don't already know. I feel like my job is to give validation and clarity of what people do already know, and that helps them move forward. When I do sessions and I get validation over the years, it's like, okay, yes, yes, yes. We all need that validation, and it just helps us become more. You know, you talk about intuition and knowing, and one of the things that I've learned from my work interviewing women in particular, 700 and counting, and thank you once again for being on the show. The wisdom that they always give me is listen to your intuition. Listen to the little voice inside your head. That's your true self. It is. Absolutely. I always say the gut is never, ever wrong. Your mind, your mind can mess you up every time. (laughs) You know, your heart, eh, I think that's a little in between. But your gut is never, ever wrong. The issue I think is women we run into is we love. So we come at things from a loving perspective, oftentimes rather than a realistic or honest perspective. How do you prepare for a reading, Kim? I honestly, I don't. I do my sessions in groups because it takes a lot out of me physically to do my sessions. So I'll sit just a couple minutes before, but then once I sit with someone, that connection starts. And when I'm finished, it's done. Is that exhausting? And do you sometimes have to cut that off and go to a quiet place. Is it overwhelming sometimes? It's not overwhelming. It is exhausting. And I have not mastered how to turn it off. I And when people say, oh yeah, they can turn off their gift, I'm thinking, really? Because I don't know how to do that. What I do is I set boundaries. Okay, at this time, I'm not hearing any. I'm not, I'm not there. I don't I'm hear you. Yep. I don't see you. Yep. Nope, I'm I'm just done. So boundaries are good. And it's exhausting, but it also fills me up. It's all over your face that it fills you up. This has brought you great joy. What's been the greatest gift for you? In my life? Yes. My kids. Of course. Absolutely. My kids. I spent a great deal of my life thinking I wouldn't have children. And then I had one and I was thrilled. And then I now have an 18-month-old, so I got a surprise, and I'm thrilled again. Oh, so congratulations. You want to, thank you. I always like to ask anyone who's a mom on my show, what is mother love, and how do you describe it? It's so it's, big. Yeah, it's something, I don't think I could describe it. It's just the most unconditional giving and receiving I think you could ever do. And my children have helped me so much in my readings because being a mom has taught me that there's no schedules. There's no, like you can have a plan, but it doesn't matter. And so then I'm like, okay, it just, they have helped me to go with the flow a bit more. And they've taught me that I can do so much more than I ever thought I could. Speaking of that, do you believe that there are levels of ability for psychics? And where are you in all of that? Or are you still learning every day? I don't feel that there are levels. However, I will say that even with my gift, it's evolved. As I grow, I'm still growing. I still go through new experiences. I'm changing constantly like everybody else. And I feel like as we do that, then things change. Each year, It's interesting that one year I'll go through something and the next year that's the theme of all the readings I do. It's like, okay, I get it. I'm on, I I get this whole process now. So, you know, I feel like we all grow. 
But if you have trust and faith in your gift, then that's just what it's going to be. Let's talk a little bit about COVID-19 and the pandemic, which has created so much fear, uncertainty, a mindset that you can feel it wherever you go. The vaccine has given us some hope, but how do you see 2021? I feel 2020 was a year of breaking everything down and 2021 needs to be about rebuilding. You know, as I said in the beginning, I feel like you have to make a choice. Where do you live? 2020, as hard as it was, and as I'm grieving for all the loss and sadness, there's a lot of clarity that came in 2020. A lot of things we needed to see that we chose to be blind to. So I feel like there's a lot of opportunity that came to us this year. If you weren't able to really look at what's important to you in 2020, you have a lot more work to do. So I feel like 2021 is about faith and hope and rebuilding. And I truly believe that this is the beginning of something great to come, but it is the beginning. You are also a healer. Talk to me about that. So healings are similar to readings. They are the way that I work is I do energetic work. So I do a laying of the hands and basically I do what's called a channeled healing. So I have no idea what goes on. I have no idea what you need. I have no idea what's worked on. I literally just sit with my hands and I allow the energy to flow through. Almost always will I get messages through that, which I will deliver to my clients at the end. And sometimes it is about what was worked on or, you know, what may need a little bit more work or different things like that. And it's hard for me to call myself a healer because I don't feel like I do anything. I am literally the middleman for everything. You're a vessel. Yeah. Yep. I, you ask me what I know. I know nothing. And yet I'm still filled with confidence during this conversation. What is the difference between being psychic and intuitive? The way I describe it is that psychics truly do just see the future. This is what's coming. This is what's to prepare for. Here you go. As an intuitive, I more pick up on your energy. What do you need? What, what is within you that's missing? What is within you that's great that you're not embracing? And again, more so, how do I help you and give you tools? A psychic... We just talked about her, Laura Lynn Jackson. I learned so much from reading her book. Is there a book in you? It's hard. You know, I feel like I'm such a better talker than I am a writer. So maybe someday, but not right now. You almost killed yourself. You had it not been for that monk who called you on that fateful day. You said originally that he told you you're never going to hear back from me again. Mm -hmm. If you do go to Tibet, if you do knock on his door, mm-hmm. How do you see that? What would you say? Nothing. I just want to be there. Nothing. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Last couple questions. I'm in tears right now, too. You talked about working with your clients in groups. How does that go? Groups are fun. They're a little different because when I do a group, I am very particular about what I set the intention comes out because I will not say anything to you that I wouldn't want said to me in a group whether you're friends, family, whatever it may be. So there's always a theme to my groups. Everyone's always brought together because they know someone, they know each other, etc. But they're so much fun because everybody's sitting there going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so they're great. They are so much fun. But I'm guessing that when you work with groups now, you're also able to do that via Zoom or do you have to be there in person? How's that going for you? So I have done a few groups via Zoom and 
It's interesting. It is. It's not the same. Um, it's kind of been like herding sheep. It's like, no, don't talk. Don't, I'm not done. Don't say anything. So I'm looking forward to getting back to doing them in person. I will say that. <laughs> when you're not doing your spiritual work, your psychic work, and being a mom... <laughs> Is there another job that you're doing? I do. I work. I have a full-time job. I work at a local hospital, uh, and I train physicians on how to do, how to code their work, the patients they see, and really how to make some money. (laughs) How long have you been doing this work? I've been in the medical field now for about 25 years. Does having a knowledge of the human body help you be a better healer or a better person working in this spiritual world? Absolutely, because my background is in the human body. So when I'm doing sessions, um, you know, a lot of times medical information will come up, you know, guidance on things of the health, you know, type. So, yeah, absolutely. It's helped. Well, you do all sorts of things. You're a healer, you're a psychic, you're a medium, you're an intuitive coach, a spiritual coach. And if anyone wants to get in touch with you, they just go to kimgedney.com. That's K-I-M-G-E-D-N-E-Y.com. That's right. Last couple questions I ask everyone who sits where you are today. And the first one is, what has been the biggest lesson that you have learned? And can you pass that along? I'm sure there have been many, but what comes right up to the surface? Faith. You have to have faith. It doesn't matter your religion, your belief. Is there God? Is there? It doesn't matter. You just, faith is simply the belief that there's something more. You just can't put your finger on it. You also said earlier that sometimes if you sit down with a client and they're a Debbie Downer, you know, you have to kind of wag your little finger at them. Yes, you do. When an obstacle is in your path, Mm -hmm. how do you get around it? Well, I'm human. I'm not patient. I, you know, throw some choice words. I stop my feet a little bit. And then I have learned to just kind of sit back and wait. It's like, okay, this is clearly meant to show me something that I haven't taken the time to see. So, you know, just trying to wait for things to change and be open to receive whatever that lesson is. If you could talk to yourself, the younger Kim, who was in that really rough place, knowing what you know now, what would you say to her? Nothing, because if it wasn't for her, you wouldn't have me. Final question. At this moment, in this chapter in your life, Mm -hmm. what does success mean to you? That's a big word. What does it mean? I have success. I'm happy. I have a great family. I'm healthy. I am living my purpose. I have great people around me. Yeah, life could be better. I could be more successful. But if I were to go tomorrow and this was it, I'd be good. Kim Gedney, I want to say thank you so much for meeting me here in this lovely thank little place. Thank you. This was wonderful. And sharing your story with us for the story behind her success. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's the story behind her success for this week. Seriously, I am blown away that Kim and I met like we did, having no idea that we were literally a block away from one another on my visit to Connecticut. She must be heaven sent. I intend to keep in touch with her. And speaking of keeping in touch, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Follow me on Facebook at Candy O'Terry Official and on all other platforms at Candy O'Terry. I'm always looking for women who are doing great things with their lives. What's your story? <laughs>